African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, it is a Tuesday, the 17th of October, 2017, 11 o'clock already, and it's time for us to look at the big issues on the African continent. Thank you for joining us once again here on African Dialogue, where from Monday to Thursday, we bring in experts on our program to look at the big issues on the African continent. Remember, this is African Dialogue. Uh, thank you for joining us. Look, we want you to interact with us on our social media, especially our Twitter handle, at African Dialogue, where we're asking the questions question, how will Rayla Odinga's decision uh, to withdraw from elections affect the rerun of uh, Kenyan elections? How will Rayla Odinga's decision uh, actually affect the rerun of the Kenyan elections? We know that he's already uh, said that he wants uh, to withdraw. He's already withdrawn, actually, uh, really seeking reforms within the uh, country's electoral um, commission. Now, the Kenyan Supreme Court declared the August 8th presidential election in the country to be now and void citing irregularities in the vote. As a result, uh, President Uhuru Kenyatta was stripped of his victory. The main opposition leader, Rayla Odinga, has withdrawn as I've mentioned from elections as he seeks the sacking of several election commission officials and has set other conditions for uh, taking part in the rerun after the landmark scrapping of the election first in the continent. Now, meanwhile, a week before the rerun, President Uhuru Kenyatta and his uh, Deputy William Ruto fired a warning shot to foreign countries, accusing them of trying to interfere with Kenya's affairs. We know that, as you heard there in the news uh, with Anne Musa, that uh, the uh, government had imposed uh, a ban on protests in key cities. Uh, now we've seen that uh, uh, that is also uh, very problematic in what is happening in the country, especially with the latest protests that we've been seeing uh, lately in the country. Well, I want to start uh, the conversation uh, with our guests and just to let you know who we have on the line. We've got the Emeritus Professor Shadrach Guto, political analyst from UNISA, and also we've got uh, Dr. Conrad Busire, uh, who is an advisor with the Katiba Institute, which is a Nairobi-based think tank. And uh, we also have Narima Wako joining us uh, from Kenya, who's from Saisa Place. Uh, she's the executive director. Maybe I should start the conversation in uh, Kenya with uh, uh, Narima in terms of tell us a little bit about how things are feeling in the country right now, Narima. I know yesterday we saw uh, protests uh, taking place in the Kenyan city of Kisumi, uh, Kusumu later in the day where people were defying the government ban on rallies. And uh, it seems like there seems to be an insistence on uh, protesters. Uh, going and marching uh, uh, and really asking for those reforms uh, within uh, the Electoral Commission. And Narima, tell us a little bit about what's happening on the ground. Let's start the conversation with you. Thank you for having me. Well, the protests today have been called off. There are no protests today at the moment. However, things in Nairobi are very tense. As much as we can't physically see demonstrations. We know that there's been 
a lot of conversations online, whether as to first and foremost banning the protest, whether that is constitutionally right. Every citizen has the right to assemble and the right to protest as well within our constitution. And we see that even on social media when we talk about young people, these very divisive um, conversations that's happening that is very worrying because we see one side saying that first and foremost they are breaking the law, they are going to demonstrate so it's fine if we have casualties. And we have the other side saying that that should not be the case. Every citizen should have the right to participate if they so wish and they should be feeling protected by the same police, not necessarily intimidated. Well, in terms of uh, that, uh, what are people protesting for, Narima? Do we have a clear understanding of what's happening in the various towns where people are actually coming out and protesting? Is it calling for the um, Raylo Dinga to participate? Is it about the electoral forms? What is it really about uh, uh, these elections that are coming up that people are protesting about? The major reason that they are protesting is for the elections to be credible, for the elections to be fair, and opposition is calling upon, you know, having law reforms in that aspect, and not just in our laws, but also with the Independent Electoral Boundaries Commission, the IEBC. What are the measures that they are putting in place to make sure that this time around there wouldn't be inconsistency in the process, And that also means, you know, holding leaders accountable, whether they are in specific divisions or departments that need to be rectified before heading into another election on October 26th. For the opposition, it's important that the process is clear, that the process is accountable, and the different stakeholders involved in the process are involved. So that is what we are demonstrating about. Well, let me move the conversation to you, uh, Dr. Conrad Busire, looking at uh, how the situation looks in terms of uh, Rayla Odinga's withdrawal from the October 26 rerun elections. He's been blaming the commission and uh, uh, really looking at the ruling Jubilee Party, saying that they are planning to rig the vote. But uh, really what he has been uh, looking at is contesting the makeup of uh, some of the Electoral Commission officials. How does this withdrawal make things more complex uh, for these upcoming elections, uh, Dr. Busire? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Benjamin. Uh, the first thing uh, I agree with you is that uh, the, the withdrawal, uh, as stated by uh, Odinga, makes this a very complex uh, situation. Uh, first of all, <coughs> I think uh, the, the Kenyan context, uh, when uh, you look at the elections, is that uh, uh, over the past few uh, elections, Either the president who comes into power usually uh, comes in with a very uh, slim majority and uh, the votes usually find they are divided half into halves between the two main uh, competitors for the presidential uh, seat, which uh, just tells you that then uh, it's a very uh, tense uh, event. So the withdrawal uh, from uh, the, the, the race by Israel Odinga obviously uh, raises a lot of tensions in the first place, as uh, we have been told of the situation from uh, 
the ground there. And secondly, also because of the substantial support he has from uh, vast areas in the country, it also raises the question of uh, legitimacy uh, of, uh, of the elections without uh, his uh, uh, participation. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> most importantly, um, the grounds uh, which uh, he has stated uh, for withdrawal, uh, the court, the majority judgment uh, from the Supreme Court uh, laid down very clearly the grounds under which uh, the elections uh, were cancelled. And what we have seen, uh, in my opinion, is uh, um, dilly-dallying and not addressing the valid concerns that the court raised uh, in, in its uh, judgment. And more importantly, of course, both sides have uh, their claims and all that. What we have not seen so far is uh, an objective or an attempt to balance and ensure that at least uh, each side uh, meets uh, their bargain so that we can have public trust uh, mm. in, the, in the election that is coming on, uh, if at all it happens on uh, the 26th. So as, as you said, it's indeed a, a complex mm. uh, situation because it raises issues of uh, legitimacy and, and all that. Mm. Well, I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come to you, Professor Shedrick Guto, to uh, get your thoughts on that. I know that Professor Shedrick Guto was in Nairobi uh, during the uh, after the aftermath of the decision by the Kenyan Supreme Court. Love to pick his brain on this. He's also on the line. But what are your thoughts? Remember, you can interact with us on our Twitter handle at African Dialogue. How will Ray Laudinga's decision to withdraw from elections affect the rerun of Kenyan elections? that what we're talking about there remember our twitter handles at african dialogue we want to hear from you that's at african dialogue let's take a quick one we'll be back after this In observation of the 100 years since the birth of Oliver Reginald Tambo, a 9-meter-high bronze statue of the South African struggle icon will be erected at Johannesburg's O.R. Tambo International Airport on the 19th of October. Channel Africa will be there. So join us between 600 hours and 900 hours Central African time on Thursday, the 19th of October, as we bring you live coverage of this special event. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here on uh, Channel Africa. You're listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Moshatama. Remember, we come to you from 11 o'clock uh, until the midday Central African time, and we look at the big subject matters on the African continent. Today, we're unpacking this issue of the Kenyan elections, and uh, we've seen protests uh, on Mondays. Monday seems to be where people gather around in uh, some key cities in uh, Kenya where they protest on what's happening in uh, 
uh, the politics of uh, the country, looking specifically at the upcoming elections, uh, which uh, are still scheduled to come on the 26th of uh, uh, this month. Uh, So we are expecting the rerun, but things are complex because uh, the main opposition uh, leader, Rayla Odinga, has withdrawn uh, from those uh, elections, blaming the commission and the ruling Jubilee Party of planning to rig the vote. Uh, We joined on the line by Dr. Conrad Busiri, an advisor with Katiba Institute, which is a Nairobi-based think tank. And also we've got uh, Narima Awako, who's an executive uh, director of Saisa, a place which uh, is also an academic uh, think tank uh, based in Nairobi. Nairobi, And uh, Professor Shadrach Guta joins us on the line from Johannesburg. He's a political analyst and uh, a lecturer in UNISA. Uh, Professor Shadrach Guto, things look precarious right now in uh, um, uh, Nairobi and uh, neighboring uh, uh, cities in uh, Kenya due to these rallies that we're seeing in our latest uh, uh, news bulletin. We heard our uh, news reader mentioning the fact that the Kenyan government has been urged to lift a newly imposed ban on protests in key cities as well as end a pattern of police brutality against demonstrators and we've seen uh, uh, the president Uhuru Kenyatta uh, really really speaking against protests but we've seen really a rebellion against his sentiments because people are still going out on the streets your thoughts on uh, the situation right now in Kenya Professor Guto Thank you very much. May I start by just making a small correction. I'm emeritus professor at the University of South Africa, UNISA, in Pretoria. Uh, but let me really respond to the specific questions that you are asking. It's first of all, the, uh, the leader of NASA, uh, Rail Odinga, indicating he will not take part in the rerun of the presidential elections. Not that he's pulling out. He's just saying he's not going to be part of it. He never uh, said he will be because the conditions which he gave have not been met. So from that point of view, I think it is important to correct the process as it has taken place. Secondly, the Protests which are taking place, I think, will not stop, in my view, in places like Mombasa, in uh, big uh, informal settlements like Kibera Matar and others in Nairobi, the capital city, in Kisumu, and so on. So I think it may even spread into smaller towns. Basically, what it is about is to say, the elections were stolen, 383,510,000 uh, 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 votes were stolen from Raila and given to Uhuru Kenyatta. So they are actually protesting, saying, Uhuru Kenyatta, you are not a legitimate or you are not going to be a legitimate president of Kenya because it is under stolen votes. So that is one thing which I think is important. Now, it is also a protest against, in my view, against the Independent Electoral Commission and Boundaries Commission, 
because that is the commission which uh, sh- should be running elections, secure the elections, and make sure that they don't go wrong at the point of counting. Scrutiny was ordered by the Constitutional Court. That has taken place and verified that there were indeed uh, those large number of votes that were taken from Raila Odinga and given to uh, Uhuru Kenyatta. So the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission is under scrutiny, under the dock, mm. and the supporting the holding of elections are saying the same electoral body cannot be trusted to run clean elections. Mm, mm which are free, fair, and properly managed. And then thirdly, of course, there's the problem of the French company that supplied the Mm. technology. And the French company came out uh, after it was said that elections will take place within 60 days to say it was impossible for that company to provide improved technology, which Mm. means they are going through the same thing. So that company also needs to be uh, dealt with because it is causing chaos or giving reasons for chaos in the country. Mm. So from where I sit and what I observe, it is not quite uh, correct that election should be held. It will be a first that if elections go ahead under these conditions and given all these technological problems and so forth, then the, whoever is elected, and in this case it seems to be Uhuru Kenyatta, of course, mm. leading by far, uh, will not be a legitimate president. So we are going to Kenya where you have uh, elections that were not free, fair, credible, and... Uh, I think that that is where Kenya is at the moment. Well, let me and bring that. Kenya will be if these elections are held under this sure, condition. Sure, sure. Let me bring that to Dr. Conrad Busiri, that technicality that you highlighted as you uh, started your points, uh, Professor Guto, the fact that uh, you were highlighting that uh, uh, he did not uh, just uh, uh, resign himself out of these elections. I'm talking about Rayla Odinga. You highlighted that Rayla didn't pull out. He would just say he will not participate in the elections. Dr. Conrad Busiri, that technicality uh, makes things complicated from where, where I sit, what Professor Shedrick Guto is highlighting. But I think it is kind of a form of uh, withdrawal from where I sit uh, because he was second place in uh, the uh, previous elections. I'm talking about Rayla Odinga when I speak about the uh, second place position of the, the results that came out of those elections. Uh, Dr. Busire? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Benjamin. <coughs> The, the thing is, as you've said, there's a myriad of legal and uh, political questions involved around that specific issue of whether uh, is withdrawing or uh, pulling out. First, uh, the law talks about uh, withdrawing after a nomination exercise has happened, and as you know that uh, at the time when this uh, rerun was ordered, uh, there were no party nominations or primaries uh, which were sure. done. That is one of the technicalities. Uh, secondly, uh, the, the, the law provides that uh, you have to fill a certain form which shows your formal uh, consent uh, to withdraw and uh, 
the information that uh, I have here is that uh, uh, Raila uh, said it's not necessary to fill uh, that form because IEBC felt at that time that uh, it's necessary for him to indicate his intention to withdraw uh, by filling in that form and mm, mm. Uh, depositing it with the electoral body, but he has not done so, and therefore IBC uh, says that uh, s- since he has not filled that form, they'll proceed to put his name on the ballot and um, uh, all that. And then, of course, there's that which a uh, professor has uh, spoken to, uh, where he says that his co- withdrawal is, un- is conditional on meeting the, the, the conditions of uh, what he feels are uh, free and fair elections, so therefore, uh, there is uh, all those uh, issues, and of course, a very big cloud as to whether uh, these elections will actually take place. Because the news which uh, I was reading this morning is that some parts of the country where electoral officials were to be trained, uh, the uh, training was uh, postponed, or rescheduled because of uh, uh, the election officials who were supposed to participate in the elections did not turn up. So it is not uh, looking good here. Yeah. Well, I just want to just look at uh, what's going to happen now if they do take place, uh, because there's still questions around that, as you yourself were highlighting, um, Dr. Busire and uh, Professor Kuto. Let me come to you, Nerima, who's also on the line there from Nairobi. Nerima, for me, in terms of if things go forward, do you think the environment is conducive enough? Uh, I don't. I don't know because, as was highlighted by uh, Professor Aguda and Dr. Busire, there seems to be problems when it comes to the uh, the the electoral system itself, the computing uh, system, and also uh, the questions around the legitimacy. Uh, that question around that election commission uh, itself. Uh, so, so many questions are around uh, these upcoming elections. Let's not forget the environment on the ground where protesters, uh, as I've been emphasizing in the program, are still on the streets. Uh, Back to you, Nerima. Well, um, this morning the IBC is having a stakeholder meeting and they did inform uh, the stakeholders present that they are prepared for the election to happen on the 26th. According to the timeline that they have been provided, they have put their people in place and um, you asked a very good question as to whether the environment is conducive already to have an election because we have received reports from areas such as GEM and CIA where they were to have um, rehearsals with the IEBC officials and some counties they have not shown up. And so I'm beginning to wonder is it because these officials are afraid because they are in positions where they are very highly likely to be opposition strongholds and they are afraid of showing themselves in support of having an election in an atmosphere where we hear that Raina has currently withdrawn from the election process. So they are saying that their forms are prepared, even though there was a huge debate a few days ago when Ikuro Court, the presidential candidate, was allowed to be in the ballot and whether they're going to include the seven, they have confirmed today that those candidates will be on the ballot papers as well. Well, that's very interesting because you bring that dynamic as well. Uh, For me, Narima, 
when you're looking at the situation, uh, there are going to be those smaller parties that are going to be included in the ballot list that exclude uh, Rayla Odinga. How do you think that will actually sit in terms of the constitutionality of these elections, especially after uh, that decision from the courts calling the previous elections uh, I- illegal and irregular uh, due to the fact that in those elections, uh, Rayla Odinga did come second. We can't put that aside and pretend that it didn't happen. Well, it does play a major role, especially legally for a court. That was a big win for him. And the inclusion of smaller parties, because we have always relied on Jubilee or NASA and our politics, even in our media, on the front page, we will always see the two candidates, and it comes from our history from independence as well. So it's bringing in a new shift. It's bringing in a different narrative that perhaps it might not be as dramatic, the number of votes, because we have talked to young people, for instance, to ask, how are you going to vote this time around? And there's still that notion that if you vote for a smaller party or an independent candidate, that you are wasting your vote. But this is the beginning of change. This is the beginning of shift. I believe that we're beginning to see fresh faces politically, and it's a good thing that they are on the ballot. However, the withdrawal of Raila Odinga is going to make a major impact because we are hearing people questioning whether areas of opposition strongholds are actually going to get out and vote. And mm-hmm. I believe constitutionally, for a winner or for presidential candidate, they do have to get votes from at least 24 counties in mm, the country. Mm, mm. So either or, a majority vote must come from majority counties as well. Well, I'm going to take a quick break, and that question I want to forward it to Dr. Busiri and uh, Emeritus Professor in UNISA, Shadrach Guto, on uh, these issues of the composition in the uh, ballot list uh, or the election uh, paper uh, list. Uh, it's very interesting what Narima highlights there, the fact that there is an interesting uh, uh, view where uh, younger politicians are making some of the makeup on that particular list, but uh, that Rayla Dinga factor still makes things a bit uh, very doubtful in terms of uh, things uh, moving forward in the country when it comes to the legitimacy of the elections. You're listening to Channel Africa. Uh, remember that uh, you're listening to us on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa and also we're on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Remember our Twitter handle is at African Dialogue. When I hear from you, how does this Rayla Odinga withdrawal make things complicated uh, for uh, the upcoming uh, elections in Kenya. Well, it seems like there's still a process that needs to unfold in the next few days if those uh, 26th of October elections do take place. But I'm sure that we'll continue looking at the situation and uh, really giving you more updates as the listener. But I want to thank our guests. Uh, Nerimia Mwako was our final uh, speaker there uh, in this conversation. She's the executive director of SISO Place. Thank you as well to Dr. Conrad Busire, who's an advisor with Katiba. Uh, Institute. Thank you to uh, uh, the Emeritus uh, Professor at the University of South Africa, uh, Professor Shadrick Guto, for also giving us uh, his views on uh, the context of what's happening in uh, uh, Kenya. 
African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. This is a very significant historical election. This crisis is still damaging, especially Finnish and European economies very hardly, and that's an important reason to get more and more co- cooperation. And uh, what we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of uh, Tiwonge and uh, Stephen, and also we see Malawi violating its international commitments. Well, the position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting for marine species in particular. African Dialogue, a talk show where we cover anything and everything.